Coming to the meeting tomorrow, Chet and Gary discuss March and April's upcoming meetings. Let's go! Good morning, Chet. How are you today? I'm doing good, Gary. How about yourself? Fantastic. So we're, this is our, can you believe this is our 43rd podcast? It's unbelievable. Only 43. Only huh? 43. <laughs> and seven more we get to celebrate our 50th uh, anniversary. <laughs> 50th anniversary, okay. Our series or whatever. So what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk maybe a little bit about the meeting tomorrow. Uh, and if we do then that's going to cause me to publish this today. <laughs> uh-huh. That's true. Yes, I hadn't thought about that, but okay, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that uh, one of the things that we could uh, yeah, kind of mention to people is why we're kind of taking the approach that we're taking with these last couple of meetings. Um, and what I've uh, been looking at is the fact that we went to the uh, table exercises and, and having people get more involved in it. But the other side of it is that I think that people need to get to the point where they can help themselves where they don't need to have somebody that they have to wait around for that person to be available, like coming in for our help labs here, or try to get somebody on the phone to help them. That's getting harder and harder and harder all the time. Uh, so I think we need to, to build up some skills in people so they understand things. Uh, and the only way I can think to do that is, is to give them some background and get them over the fear of touching the device. Uh, so that's, that's a lot of what's going on, trying to get the right information in the right place so they can find it or find out where information is. So yeah. if they do have to call somebody and they ask them, uh, well, what model phone do you have? Sure. They know where the model number is. Yeah. Uh, that, that kind of information. Give them some avenues to explore that they can solve their problems, whether it be uh, Google searches or YouTube. Or, or whatever. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of different things. And then uh, for the April meeting, what I'm, what I'm thinking about there is looking at uh, understanding more effective or more completely the user interface and how the user interface actually tells you what you need to do and how to do it. Uh, the, it's a roadmap. You just have to understand it's a roadmap and learn to read the symbols on the roadmap. Um, and uh, based on that, then you can uh, go ahead and do things. So. That's what I'm looking at on the April meeting is to say, let's spend some more time looking at the user interface and understanding how to actually interact with the device. And again, getting you closer to the point where you feel comfortable touching things and trying things and recognizing when you did something wrong or when there's something didn't work the way you want. Uh, so that, that's kind of what the goal on all of these things are. And I assume that you'll have exercises to, uh, to guide them through those they processes. Guide them through those uh, kind of things and, and give them some uh, play time to, to actually try them. And one of the other things that's going on is, uh, and I just uh, was watching a YouTube video over the weekend talking about this, that there are some concerns about cybersecurity and the fact that two-factor authentication and passwords and so forth uh, are not as secure as they used to be, that there are ways around all of this and we're seeing a move toward using uh, uh, external devices that you plug into your phone or that you use uh, the near field communication uh, NFC stuff uh, for uh, communicating with these little uh, uh, devices that contain a code that acts uh, as a authorization as opposed to fingerprints and those kind of things. Uh, 
trying to get around some of the cyber uh, issues and so forth. We're going to talk about one thing in the, in the meeting tomorrow that uh, has a, a very high potential risk to it. Uh, luckily, it's not a big thing at the moment, but I'm concerned now that the news is out about it that the, uh, it's going to become a bigger thing than it is now. It's, uh, it's the way it usually is. They get a lot of copycats. Well, let me ask you this. Now, with this going on, is it is it a good time to maybe our members or, or to, to be looking into, like, VPNs? I don't know whether a VPN is going to solve any of this. <clears throat> what a VPN does is it gives you an encrypted channel between your device and a server. And that server then acts as you and sends the messages out over the rest of the Internet. So there are some benefits to encrypting that way, but then when you look at Apple, Apple tries to encrypt everything in transmission anyway. Mm -hmm. So Apple is about as secure as it can be. Apple uh, stores information encrypted. Most of your information that's on iCloud, for example, is all encrypted. Um, so I don't know if a VPN buys us a lot or not. My experience with VPNs when I've tried them in the past is they slow you down. Never have used one, but I, you know, I've looked into it before. Now, if you do, because my assumption is that probably 90% of, of the hacking activity is uh, affected by somebody clicking on a link they shouldn't have clicked on. Yes. So if you've got a VPN, if you still click on that link. you got the same problem. Right. Yeah. It hasn't protected you. <clears throat> the only thing a VPN would protect you from is somebody listening on the circuit. So if you're at the airport or public library and you're trying to access your financial data, maybe a VPN would help. So saying that, then the best way the, uh, that we can protect ourselves is to watch what we're doing. Yes. A a clicking links or, or uh, reading, you know, with these scam text and... and um, reacting to what they want you to do so don't fall for phishing right and the best and the best uh, policy for that is if you believe that there's an issue just don't do anything don't do and it. call the uh, call the institution or or um, whoever the uh, text is from just call them directly and find out if there is a problem with your account or whatever yeah um, one of the things to think about is that if a company is notifying you there's a problem with your account they shouldn't be asking you for your account number, your name, your address, or anything else. Correct. They have all that. Right. So if they're asking you for any of that information, something's wrong. Now, I had a uh, instance just within the last few days. <clears throat> a gentleman called me about these home COVID home test kits. And he was telling me that Medicare paid for it and that he saw that I've got them in the past and uh, wanted to know if I wanted to continue getting these test kits free of charge. And I said, well, sure, you can send me one. He said, well, okay, let me just verify your address. And then he verified my address, and he asked me my age. And then I started thinking, this guy's probably going to keep going. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, that's all you need, and so just send me my kit. And, uh, and he said, well, well, wait, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. He said, um, we need some more information. I thought, no, you don't need, for, you don't you don't need, need any more information. information. That's right. If you want to send me a kit, send me that address. And if you don't, that's fine too. Yes. <laughs> so I hung up, immediately called me back. So you know they were fishing. Yes. Yeah. So you have to be careful on just, just something that simple. 
Right. They, 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 they know that Medicare pays for these kits to be sent out, and they, they act upon that. And, you know, I've always said if these people put as much effort and um, diligence into hacking people and do it for and do it for good, right? And we'd have all kinds of we wouldn't maybe have a software that, problem. That's, that's right. We wouldn't have the software problem we have. Yeah, <laughs> it just is. I find it very frustrating that uh, we we don't seem to be able to have people do things legally and um, uh, socially and in a social acceptable fashion. And we don't seem to be able to punish people who do things that we are not happy with. Um, you know, we, we have this social, oh, I feel sorry for them and yeah. kind of attitude. But yeah. anyway, that's a path we probably don't need to go down. Yeah, they, they play upon <coughs> your sympathy for sure. Well, this is going to be kind of a short one today. We have a meeting tomorrow. Just want to remind everybody about the meeting tomorrow. That's the 21st in the Veterans Theater, regular mm-hmm. time. 12 to 2, we're going to be doing table exercises again. And on that note, I just want to um, uh, implore that we uh, have some more table leaders come forward because we can never have enough table leaders. That's right. And uh, it's not that tough a job. As you see, it, you know, the more you go through these exercises, the more clear it's going to become. It, it's not that difficult to do. We've got, uh, let's see, this is March's March meeting, and we'll have April and May, and then we take our break. And then we take summer break, yeah. Right. So hopefully that uh, this goes well, and we continue to have this type of um, meeting environment. And I think it, this is the best environment for our, our, you know, for our members to actually have some hands-on learning. Right. Yeah, and I think as we get uh, some more experienced uh, table leaders and, and uh, get used to this environment a little bit more, we might even be a little bit more flexible with how those table uh, operations work. Right now, we got all the tables kind of working on the same thing, right. um, and uh, we might get to the point where they uh, can have different groups trying different things. And as I uh, put my message uh, last night, be sure to bring your membership card when you check in, and if you, you know, if possible, sit at the same table that you sat at last meeting with the same table leader. I know there might be a few tables short. Uh, of table leaders, but somebody uh, will take the lead, I'm sure, and um, it, it all works out. It always has. So with that, Chad, I think we're just going to call it a call it a day, and uh, we'll enjoy enjoy all this scenery from the uh, penthouse here at the uh, 2020 <laughs> Club. They've cleaned the glass. It's, it's really fantastic. Oh, is that what it is? They That's what the it glass. is. They oh, the okay. <laughs> Either that or the, or my cataract surgery is working. Oh, right. there you go. That's what it is. <laughs> So uh, we'll see you next time, and thank you for listening. We're just going to call it a day, and have a great day, Chad. All righty, Gary, you too.